Welcome back to another episode of the Evolve Wellness Experience. Dr. Bill Jensen again. Um, today we're going to take in a really good deep dive into the world of omega-3 fatty acids. And so when it comes to uh, learning about different topics, I like to go to the source. And today's guest uh, is certainly one of the sources for sure as it pertains to this arena. So Hope you got your pen and pad ready because we're going to learn a lot of really good information that's going to apply across the board to everything as it relates to omega-3 supplementation and probably answer some good questions you may have. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome back. So yeah, I have a, a, a great guest here today. You know, we always like to bring on experts in the field as it pertains to the topics that we're always discussing on the podcast here. And so today's certainly no exception. Um, I have uh, Dr. William Harris, uh, who's joining us here today from South Dakota, I just understood. So kind of near my old stomping grounds in Minnesota. So give you a little background on Dr. Harris and his, his education and expertise. Uh, he is internationally recognized as an expert as it pertains to omega-3 fatty acid um, and fatty, omega-3 fatty acid research, um, particularly as it relates to the prevention uh, of heart disease. He obtained his PhD in human nutrition from the University of Minnesota, so we are sharing the same alma mater, and did his postdoctoral fellowships in clinical nutrition and lipid metabolism with Dr. Bill Connor at Oregon Health Sciences University. Uh, his interest in omega-3 fatty acids began with his postdoctoral work uh, when he published his first study on the effects of salmon oil on serid lipid levels in humans in 1980. And since that time, he's begun or has been the recipient of five uh, National Institute of Health grants for studies on the effects of omega-3 fatty acids and in the relationship to human health. Uh, he has more than 300 publications related to fatty acids, including omega-3s in medical literature, and was an author on two American Heart Association scientific statements on fatty acids, uh, fish consumption and fish oil and omega-3 fatty acids in cardiovascular disease in 2002, and omega-6 fatty acids and risk for cardiovascular disease in 2009. Both were published in the journal Circulation. Dr. Harris co-invented the omega-3 index in 2004, and has made it commercially available to the research community and to the public in 2009 when he also founded Omega Quant. To date, the Omega-3 index has been used as the standard measure of Omega-3 status in more than 200 clinical studies. Uh, Dr. Harris is also a professor in the Department of Medicine at Sanford School of Medicine at the University of South Dakota, and he is also currently the president of the Fatty Acid Research Institute, uh, Research Institute uh, where he's now returned to his roots of conducting research on fatty acids and health. Um, and he's currently, like I said, the president. So, Dr. Harris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jensen. Man, oh, man. Great to meet. That, uh, I do not have uh, a bio that long. Uh, <laughs> that is for sure. You, so, you've been doing other stuff. I certainly have. I did. So, yeah, you know, we all have our expertise in different fields. So, um, obviously, mine's within the chiropractic and health and wellness industry, but obviously... Um, you know, omega threes right. are, are non negotiable, as I spoke to you about, as it pertains to my supplement protocol. Um, and I think that everybody listening out there today certainly needs to take this uh, information and apply it to their lives because, um, you know, as we know, cardiovascular disease is the number one killer, um, hands down, you know, across the board throughout the world. So um, these omega threes are, are a big, big part of that, obviously. So, um, so, question number one, you know, we talked about your 
bio there uh, in, in detail. But you know, I, I'm always fascinated to know, like, you know, what got you interested um, in this, you know, a field, and um, you know how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, you mentioned um, my postdoctoral work with Dr. Connor at, in Oregon. Um, and, you know, what got me interested was he told me to do a study mm-hmm. on, because he was interested in the effects of, of fish oil on cholesterol levels. He was uh, one of the pioneers in studying the effects of different dietary fats on, on blood cholesterol. Uh, and he we knew that vegetable oils, you know, liquid oils would lower cholesterol. And we knew in those days, in the 1970s, that uh, animal fats, saturated fats, would raise cholesterol levels. Um, but he didn't know what something like fish oil would do, because fish oil is liquid, like a vegetable oil, but it's from an animal, like, you know, uh, beef, lard, tallow, you know, right. animal products. So, you know, it was kind of a... a kind of cut in the middle, you know, what's the difference way. So we did it. He signed me to do a study and we recruited students mostly and uh, fed them outrageous amounts of salmon oil, like about a half a cup a day they had to drink. <laughs> wow. Along with, yeah, it was crazy. I hope um, they were paid well. <laughs> they were, they were paid well. <laughs> so we, you know, that, that's what started it. And I uh, got, very interested in omega-3 and their effects. And it's just blossomed over the last 40 years. It's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, obviously like in, in today's world, we kind of, it's interesting because you just think, oh, well, yeah, of course, fish oils, you know, are, are good for you. And, you know, we take that for granted, but, you know, like back in the seventies, like you said, like, this is like uh, a new frontier, like really nobody really knows, right. you know, all the research that goes into this now, all these years later, but uh, that's quite fascinating. So, so when you talk about like, we know there's omega-3 fatty acids, omega-6 fatty acids, um, you know, spe- specifically as it pertains to omega-3 fatty acids, what are the different varieties within omega-3, the omega-3 category? Yeah, there's pr- pretty much two mm-hmm. varieties, one that comes from plants and one that comes from fish, mm-hmm. sea life, marine life. Uh, the plant one is called alpha linolenic acid, and it's uh, an omega-3 it's of the omega-3 family, meaning it has a chemical structure that puts it in that family. Mm-hmm. But it's um, not the same as fish oils, and it's not the, it doesn't have the same effect, um, mm-hmm. partly because it's a, a shorter, you know, just chemically shorter. So fatty acid is a chain of carbon atoms. Yeah. Um, alpha-linolenic acid has got 18 carbons, mm-hmm. whereas the two omega-3s in fish oil that we're primarily interested in, it's called EPA and DHA. They have 22 and 20, uh, 20 and 22 fatty acids. Or, I'll get it. Carbons. Carbons in the <laughs> chain. Yeah, I'm there. Um, and there's other chemical differences, but uh, the omega-3s really fall into those two categories. And I, I don't like for people to conflate them mm-hmm. uh, and to think that you can get the same benefits from eating ALA from flaxseed oil, mm-hmm. chia seed oil, whatever, as you can get from uh, marine source EPA and DHA. Okay, is is that just simply because it's not as strong, or uh, do you have to? Um, I, I understand you have to convert. Your body has right. to convert the ALA to get into the to the different form. Correct. Right, and, and the the conversion factor from ALA up to EPA, which is the next step. Okay. Um, is a very inefficient process. 
And so it's very hard to raise your, for example, your omega-3 index, which we'll talk about in a moment, mm-hmm. um, is not impacted uh, at all, really, by taking higher amounts of ALA, whereas it is raised by taking EPA and DHA. Gotcha. So as it pertains then to uh, the two main forms from fish, you got the EPA and the DHA. Um, right. EPA and DHA, they, they target different mechanisms within the body or have different benefits uh, independently? That's, yeah, that's becoming, uh, that's being kind of diced out now. We mm-hmm. don't really, um, I never tried to, I never think one's better than the other. They okay. come together in nature. They're always together in uh, marine products. Uh, they have, they both have anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, they both have uh, membrane effects, mm-hmm. which is pretty generic. Uh, they both lower serum lipid levels. Uh, they have different. They, they do it differently, uh, and we really don't know if there's any situations where one is preferred to the other. Um, there's some hints in different fields, but by and large. I think they both ought to go together, and they have generally similar effects. Gotcha. Yeah, because I guess the reason I asked that question is, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, we talk about like EPA, you know, that has more anti-inflammatory benefits, so that might be better from a cardiovascular protective standpoint or, say, joint pain, muscle pain, arthritis, et cetera. And then DHA, we've, you know, I've heard is more eye brain protective, you know, we have our, our brain is, is made up obviously a lot of cholesterol and fatty acids and stuff like that as well. So, but we don't really, you're saying that we don't actually have like any definitive like proof that one is better than the other as it pertains to that. Right. You're right. And you certainly can't segregate. I mean, we have some evidence that actually taking a products that are richer in EPA than DHA, mm-hmm. so EPA heavy products, um, may have bit more benefit for depression okay. than DHA. Interesting. Yeah. And, and we know that DHA is just as anti-inflammatory. And the reason pretty much that people focus on eye and brain for DHA is that DHA is by far the predominant omega-3 in the brain and in the eye. I got so you. it's kind of a, if it's there, it must be serving a purpose sort of mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. EPA is really not there, but that doesn't mean EPA is not serving a purpose. Absolutely. So anyway, we have a lot to learn. Yeah. There, yeah. Certainly there's, there's a correlation and then, <laughs> you know, other types of evidence that go into right. things. So just because you say, oh, well, DHA is the predominant type of fatty acid in that area doesn't mean that that's what's benefiting it. So understood. Right. Um, so then as it pertains to those particular ones, you know, you, you talk to a lot of physicians like in the functional medicine world and such, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm kind of a big believer in, in stuff too, but I also understand the limitations as it pertains to just like trying to get all of your nutrients and, and minerals and vitamins and stuff like that from food source, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, especially yeah. with the quality of food that we really have out there these days. So... But in regarding, you know, fatty acids, you know, is there really any definitive, you know, eating, you know, a bunch of salmon or sardines or other things that are have really good sources of these omega-3s versus taking it just from a, a supplemental pill? Is there a benefit one or the other? Yeah, I mean, I, I think in principle, as a philosophical point of view, I think getting it from food is best mm-hmm. because of the all of the other nutrients you get along with it, particularly from fish, 
Um, a lot of good trace minerals come, good, good quality protein. Um, it's not really high in fat like a lot of uh, terrestrial meats are. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's not just that you're eating, eating omega-3, you're eating a whole package of nutrients. Plus, when you're eating, omega, eating fish, you're not eating steak, hamburger, you know, so it's a replacement. So that's a kind of a good thing. Mm-hmm. But having said that, we live in a world where it's uh, very challenging uh, for people to get fresh fish. And, and particularly in America, we it's not part of our culture and tradition to have grown up liking the taste of fish. Right. Uh, short of, you know, maybe uh, McDonald's fish burgers or something like that, which don't taste like fish at all. <laughs> I don't even know that they are, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably Possible. started out there. <laughs> You may have a trace of that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not anti omega 3 supplementation. I think that's really, that's what I do. I, mm-hmm. I do both. I eat primarily salmon, yeah. um, which is one of the best sources, actually, mm-hmm. um, and take supplements. So, I, I, I think it, it's fine to do both. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and and definitely as a uh, from a self quantification standpoint, with the test that you do now offer, I mean, you know, you definitely can see whether or not you're limited with obviously your consumption of you know, is is your consumption of salmon on a regular basis getting you to the level that's you know efficacious right. in the prevention of heart disease or other issues that you may have and neurological and all the other things. So, um, right. yeah, I, I think obviously utilizing food first and then supplementing to get you to where you really ideally want to be is certainly the best approach with that. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you see, you, you talk about, like, not in our culture um, to eat fish on a, a regular basis. And I, as I understand, um, uh, the, 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 the Japanese and people that are over there actually almost run into the opposite problem as a stroke. You know, we infarct from our strokes as a result of having a higher um, omega-6 to 3 ratio, obviously, whereas over there they bleed out when they have a stroke because, you know, they have such a high omega-3 in, in inverse ratio. Do you Have you seen that? Well, no, no I, I mean, I, I get the point, and that makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the strokes that they have are typically because of high blood pressure. Mm. Blood, they eat a lot of salt. Yeah. And blood pressure, high blood pressure is much more common in Japan. And they smoke more um, than we do. Uh, so those two things contribute. Um, more the, so. The bleeding, I think their bleeding is probably uh, a healthier level of bleeding than what we normally have. Mm-hmm. Um, we, if you take a lot of omega-3, you're bleeding, you're bleeding time, which is an old-fashioned test of how, how fast you stop bleeding. It goes up about like it does if you take an aspirin. Okay. So it's it's not a lot mm-hmm. by any means. Um, I, th- I think the and the studies that have looked at risk for stroke in Japan in Japanese given omega three supplements actually goes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. The risk goes down for. So uh, I I don't really think that's a concern there. Um, but you're certainly right. The Japanese eat more, Japanese eat more omega three and that probably explains their almost four to five year longer lifespan yeah than we have here in the west yeah just just by doing that alone so if that doesn't motivate somebody to to eat more fish and take some omega-3s then that's that's uh, well yeah i i I think we have to be careful it it probably isn't just the Mm omega-3 um their diet is just very different right um um, and so that's i think that's a piece of it Mm -hmm. probably not the whole thing Okay, fair enough. 
All right, man. I hope you're really enjoying this episode with Dr. Harris. He's uh, certainly a wealth of knowledge, and as it comes to being an expert in the field, he is the source, as we spoke about. And if you do want to get yourself any of these testings, uh, we have the Omega Quant test uh, and, and different levels of it, or we have a vitamin D test. You can go to their website. It's omegaquant.com. That's O-M-E-G-A-Q-U-A-N-T.com. Uh, look over the test, see what they have to order, what the differences are, and put in a, a code. It's Evolve Wellness, and that code will be active starting today and will be active, I believe, up until the end of November. So go again to omegaquant.com, type in the code Evolve Wellness, get you 10% off any one of those tests, uh, self-quantify where your levels are at, implement strategies, and then you can retest yourself as necessary to see what you're doing is actually working. Um, so then, you know, we, you go online and you're going to buy a supplement and then, and you see all the different forms of omega threes, you know, oh, you know, this one's, um, you know, from fresh fish caught from Norway, you know, Arctic, uh, you know, and one's krill and, you know, is there different benefits yeah. or do you see one source is better than another or does it just come down to purity and like how many, how many milligrams of vitamin or omega three you got, you know? Yeah, I, I, I primarily look at how much omega-3 you get per capsule mm-hmm. per serving. Um, and you can get it from krill oil, you can get it from fish oil, you can get it from uh, uh, algal oils. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't like to get something, from, if you're a vegan, for vegan, example, right. mm-hmm. yeah, you can get those. Um, I think the cheapest ones come from the most abundant source, which is fish oils. Yeah. Uh, and they're... And you can get those either uh, as ethyl esters, which is what the pharmaceutical products are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's because you can pack more omega-3 in, in one capsule if it's an ethyl ester versus as a triglyceride. But now they have new technologies where they can actually put the omega-3s in as triglyceride molecules, you know, three fatty acids per molecule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they're rivaling the amount of omega-3 per capsule you can get with an ethyl ester now that they've got this new technology. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, again, I think you're going to get to it in a minute, but the best way to really know uh, how much omega-3 you need is to do a test and then right. try a product. Do people have to be concerned about sourcing um, and, you know, for you know, different companies and stuff like that as far as maybe like contaminants that may be in there? Or is that pretty I, regulated, you know, do you think? It, it's It's... You know, nobody believes that, that there, there's internal regulation, but there really is. There's an organization called the Global Organization for EPA DHA, which is the trade association for uh, the whole fish oil industry. And they work very hard to set high standards for purity. And, and they have a, a seal of approval kind of that goes on a label mm-hmm. uh, saying that, yeah, we meet the, the level of contaminants and, and the amount of omega-3 is in what we say on the label is what's in the pill. Um, and all most products from competent or the, the major manufacturers all meet these criteria. So they're fine. Yeah. I know that's a big, um, stigma, you know, that, that really kind of got into the supplement industry. It's not regulated. You don't know what's in the capsule because it's, you know, right, right, but, right. but I think overall, like you said, I think a lot of, a lot of them are really regulated quite well. And, um, yeah. that's probably not yeah. such a big a concern as these days as it used to be. Um, so yeah, so the Omega Quant test, um, I actually, uh, brought my Omega Quant test. I took it, 
this was uh, a little bit less than a year ago. So tell me how you, uh, obviously tell us about the Omega Quant test, what it looks for, how you came up with all the different parameters that you wanted to pack into this awesome little test. Sure. So our, our test, uh, the company we formed, the laboratory called, is called Omega Quant. The test we offer is called, the primary test is, it's called the Omega-3 index. Okay. And it's, it's a test that we came up with like 2004 is when we really first published our first study on it, uh, showing that it's a risk factor, uh, an important risk factor for heart disease. Uh, meaning that if you have a low level of omega-3, a low omega-3 index, you're at higher risk for heart disease than if you have a higher level. Um, and what the omega-3 index is, is the amount of EPA and DHA in a red blood cell membrane. We measure them in the membranes. Uh, and the membranes are the places where the omega-3s do their job throughout the whole body, not just in the red blood cells. Sure. Um, and so it's kind of like for, I, I suspect that your viewers are familiar with the hemoglobin A1C yep. diabetes, test for diabetes, measured in a red blood cell. It's expressed as a percent, just like the omega-3 index is expressed as a percent. And it's a very stable marker of the data. It, it washes out day-to-day -day variations in like A1C, washes out day-to-day -day variations in glucose levels, blood sugar. Mm -hmm. This washes, the omega-3 index washes out, you know, plasma changes in omega-3. So it's a nice stable marker. Um, and now we've used it in many, many studies uh, and shown that a high level of omega-3 is really protective against all kinds of, of adverse conditions, including total mortality. I mean, mm -hmm. death from any cause. Um, and so that's one of the important factors to know. Um, so we started the company in 2009. We've offered these test them primarily by dry, dried blood spot, although we do, we, we can analyze blood tubes as well. Okay. For the consumer, we typically use dried blood spots for that are collected at home yeah. with the fingers. What's Which is what a, you did. What, uh, so you were saying that this is basically analyzed based upon the red blood cell. So if someone were to go in and actually have a blood draw and they were actually analyzing like fatty acid compositions in their blood, that would be serum levels which would not quite be the same as these markers would be? Well, once you have a tube of blood, then you have options. Yeah. Then you can, you can measure with that tube of blood, you could actually measure what we'll call whole blood uh -huh. omega-3 levels, which is a combination of the omega-3 in plasma mm -hmm. and in red blood cells. Okay. It's, it's roughly 50-50. Gotcha. Uh, um, so uh, you, can, you can also separate the plasma out plasma or serum, same stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can measure omega-3 there and you can measure it in the red blood cells by themselves. Okay. Uh, and, you know, we can, so we do all that uh, mm -hmm. primarily in research studies. Yeah. Um, or, or for certain clinics will send us, you know, overnight mm -hmm. blood tubes from patients and we actually measure directly in red cells. What we do in the dried blood spot, which is of course whole blood, uh, is we get an omega-3 level in that dried blood spot. And then using equations that we've developed, we convert that to the <clears throat> equivalent amount in red blood cells. Got it. Because the number is a little different. Okay. Yeah, so so my result came back, and um, my omega-3 index was about a 7, 7 percent, yeah. roughly. Uh, obviously, the desirable range indicated on the chart was between 8 to 12 percent. Um, 
And then what, what's really fascinating, which was cool, is that you get this like really cool printout um, and it actually gives you like an omega-3 index calculator where you can like say what your omega-3 index number is and then it'll actually show you like how many milligrams that you have to supplement in order to get your levels up to the desirable levels, which I thought was really cool. Um, one question I had for you, so my levels were a little low on the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. Uh, mine was uh, five to nine, five to nine. So to one. yeah, let, we should back up to your omega three index. Yeah, because you said it was about seven percent. About seven point zero six percent, correct? Yeah, so that's you know you're probably in the top ninetieth percentile of of Americans, um, even at seven. Uh, and I I, I want to caution people. We say the target is eight percent and above. That's that's great. Uh, that doesn't by any means mean that a seven is bad. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not a, a bright white line. Mm -hmm. a, a, you know, when you cross it, you all of a sudden have perfect protection. And when you're below it, you're not. You know, it's a very much of a continuum. Right. I know you understand that. I'm yeah. Wondering. I mean, and, so, and there's nothing more true than like cholesterol. Like some people, it's totally like, you know, if you had a 220 cholesterol, one would say, well, according to the American Medical Association, that's terrible, you know. But if you look at your overall risk and phenotype and like lipid particle size and all that stuff, and you have super low triglycerides, and you have not sticky capillaries and everything's super healthy, like you would have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah. You right. Know? So right. agreed. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so you you got back to the omega six omega three ratio. Yeah, um, yeah. We we of course report that to people. Um, honestly, I I'm I don't think that's quite as useful in my in my view as the omega three index. Mm -hmm. um, partly because it doesn't differentiate among the different kinds of omega three. So there's ALA in that calculation too. Okay. Uh, nor, nor does it really d differentiate among the different omega-6 fatty acids. And there's seven of them in the blood report mm -hmm. you got. Um, some of them are good for you. Um, some of them may be bad, um, but when you kind of gamish them all together, you get this ratio, um, which is, I, I think, less informative. One of the, one of the uh, challenges, I think, to dealing with how do you interpret a ratio like that is what do you do about it? Mm -hmm. uh, because the logical thing to do is, well, there's two logical things to do. One is to raise your omega-3 intake, or you could take the approach, well, I'm just going to lower my omega-6 intake and not change my omega-3 intake. And that should change the ratio okay. in a favorable way. But that strategy of lowering your omega-6 intake and not changing omega-3 is not going to help your overall health status. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I don't, I, I fear that people sometimes will take that ratio and say, the way I'm going to fix it is I'm just going to eat less omega-6 and just call it good. Mm -hmm. um, they're not accomplishing what they really could by just increasing their EPA and DHA intake. Got it. So that's my soapbox on the omega-6, omega-3 ratio. I'm, it, it, yeah. It's not a, a bad thing. I just think the omega-3 index is more, it is more important. important. How about the uh, the arachidonic acid to EPA ratio? Because that definitely on mine, uh, I was about a 20 to 1. So that was kind of a little bit higher. Well, yeah, right, right. And and that's uh, another ratio that got quite popular. Um, uh, Barry Sears, I think, is the one that sort of popularized that ratio. Mm -hmm. uh, and it... 
it has some of the advantages of actually being specific to, you know, like omega-3, there's four or five different fatty acids in that mix. EPA alone is, at least we identify that. And it also identifies an important omega-6 is an arachidonic. Uh, what it misses is the DHA component, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is an important component as well, which the omega-3 index has. Um, and so, again, I think the if the question is, what do you do about ratios that aren't what, what they ought to be? Mm-hmm. Um, the, my answer is always eat more omega-3. Yeah. Uh, and it will fix an omega-3, an omega-6, omega-3 ratio, and it'll fix an EPA-AA ratio, mm-hmm. and it'll fix the omega-3 index. So that's the action line, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's always, that's helpful stuff. So that then brings us back to supplemental um, stuff. So like I got all this information back um, and I said, okay, you know, especially with the arachidonic acid to EPA ratio. And I was like, all right. So my, uh, based upon that, I interpret that as like, okay, I'm probably a little bit more pro-inflammatory with that ratio going on. So then I went in and um, I got a omega-3 supplement from Thorne. It was a I think it was around 1,600 milligrams, but it was 1,300 milligrams of EPA, and I think there was 300 milligrams to DHA. Oh, when, so I really ramped up on the on the EPA. Yeah. So, and I've been taking that now, and I I definitely can tell you my my muscle uh, soreness and stiffness and all that um, is definitely better. Uh, even like I, I feel like my post workout recovery is definitely better. Like I'm not as stiff and sore. Um, and oh. I, and I have had like a history of a lot of, uh, neck injuries, um, in the past from sports, car accidents, you name it. And so I can definitely tell you wow. my neck pain is better since I've been supplementing like that when I got this test back. So I'm interested to retake this test, but would you say on a supplemental level then, um, since kind of EPA DHA kind of pretty much do the same stuff on an anti-inflammatory level stuff that when you're buying a supplement out there, it, it, you maybe would you just get 50, 50 ratios that are in that supplement or yeah, I mean, I typically say, you know, in the neighborhood of 50 50. Um, yeah, I'm interested in your experience, though, mm-hmm. um, that and I'd be interested if you flipped. Yeah, <clears throat> when you I get, get a DHA same. rich product, right? What would you feel like? Uh, that's really the way to test it. You know, mm-hmm. that's personalized medicine for real. Yeah, uh, we're, or personalized nutrition, I guess, is a better way to say it. Yeah, um, it, it could well be that. For you, that EPA product is better than a DHA product, mm-hmm. DHA rich. Yeah, but it would be interesting to see if I just went 50-50 or flipped it. Yeah, would I have the same outcome on an anti-inflammatory way or not? You know, so I, I may actually have to do that now because th- those things make me very curious. Because when I'm certainly rec- recommending things to you know members of our practice and stuff like that, it's um, yeah, I just want to obviously be recommending the right things for them. You know, totally for sure. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. That's good stuff. Well, um, tell us about the um, the the new uh, thing you're doing with the Fatty Acid Research Institute. Like, what are what are you looking into? What what are some uh, new and cool things that you're really looking into that uh, maybe not a lot of people know about at this time? Uh, well, it's so just to back up briefly, Fatty Acid Research Institute was founded about a year ago now, mm-hmm. um, and I did it because I wanted to focus more of my time on research. And actually, to, to be able to get grants from 
NIH and other organizations to support our omega-3 research and not have to use money that we earn from blood testing mm -hmm. at omega quant. Um, so I sort of pulled back from omega quant and started working in, in fatty acid research again. And uh, I think the probably the, the most important thing we've done recently is looked at omega-3 levels as <clears throat> a uh, predictor of risk for death from all causes in the Framingham study. Well, that's one of the longest big, studies going ever. Right. <laughs> one of the most, most important influential, um, what we call population studies, epidemiologic studies yeah. uh, from the Boston area. And we wanted to compare, we knew the omega-3 index was a predictor of risk, high omega-3, lower, lower risk for death over time. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't really have a way to compare it to something else. Uh, and to, if we're going to say it's a risk factor, well, what kind of risk factor is it? Is it minor? Is it major? Um, so we were in that study able to compare people who had the highest omega-3 to lowest omega-3. And we looked at their risk for death over 10 years. And it was reduced by X percent. Then we looked at people who were smoking and non-smoking and used the smoking as the risk factor. And we found that actually, if your risk for death was um, equally reduced over that 10 year window, if you were a non-smoker versus a smoker, mm -hmm. or you had a high omega-3 versus a low. So a, having a high omega-3 was sort of like being, it didn't erase the effect of smoking. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't want people to misinterpret that. <laughs> people are like, yes, finally, oh, all right. I can smoke. And, you got and, it and, and go with yeah, supplements. Yeah. No, that, that, that's not what it meant. But it, <laughs> it meant it meant kind of that smoking and omega three levels were in the same ballpark as uh, importance of importance as a risk factor. Mm -hmm. And we've already shown the omega three is a better risk factor than cholesterol is. Yeah, for, for risk for death. Mm -hmm. So those are important findings. Uh, plus, we we published the biggest study that's been done yet, comparing blood omega three levels to risk for cardiovascular death, cancer death and all-cause mortality. Mm -hmm. in, uh, and we did it in 17 different Framingham-like cohorts, 17 groups of, stu of um, 17 studies that have been going on around the world. We pooled all that data together mm -hmm. and found the uh, even pool data from 45,000 people. You get the same story. High omega-3 is, is, makes your risk for death over the long term lower yeah i mean if you wait long enough everybody does yeah nobody that's, gets that's out good. of here alive as i always nobody say. gets out of here alive omega-3 or not right uh, but you'd like to live well until the end and that's that's yeah. what we're trying to do. you know and it's like i said it's just one of those non-negotiables that you know everybody should really be focusing on as it pertains to self-quantification or where your ranges are at you know and supplementing and eating appropriately because yeah like you said it's um it, it obviously the the proof is in the pudding, as they say, as it pertains. I mean, that's a huge study that you've done, and across you know thousands of people. So you know, yeah, yeah, and that's helpful, and, and that's and that's obviously really really good. Um, as far as we're, the test, just one more study yeah. I should should mention is the, our study in COVID, because mm -hmm. um, we did we did one of the first uh, studies looking at the omega three index as it relates to risk for death from COVID. Mm -hmm. And we back in January, I think it was, we, we published that study and people who were 
in the highest, I mean, it was a very small study, 100 people. Mm-hmm. It's the best we can do. And we found that people in the highest omega-3 category uh, compared to all the lower three categories, so the highest quartile, we call it, 25%, um, were about 75% less likely to die mm-hmm. in the hospital from COVID. Um, so having a high omega-3 did seem to, which makes perfect sense as an anti-inflammatory right. COVID's inflammatory. Oh, it's a, uh, yeah, extremely inflammatory disease, as we know, right. between the so, coagulation, the clotting and, and all that. Yeah, that's why you put them on an anticoagulant drug. And obviously that's all inflammation. Yeah. Well, that's what the omega-3s are in part two is anti-inflammatory, anti-coagulant. Yeah. Anti-platelet drugs, man. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and there is an, another really good study that actually showed that um, uh, people that had really good vitamin D levels were 68% less likely to be hospitalized, too, as a result of COVID. Um, so right. I think between, you know, those two things, those are crucial things that people need to, like, be taking on a regular basis, for sure. Well, and of course, we at OmegaQuant, we offer a, a dried blo- a blood spot vitamin mm-hmm. D test as well. Nice. So people can test both Omega-3 and vitamin D. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So if people wanted to get uh, get a test uh, done, where could they go actually to uh, to purchase a test? Well, the the standard answer is go to our website, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is OmegaQuant, O-M-E-G-A, Quant, like quantify, uh, dot, OmegaQuant.com. Mm-hmm. And just click on the button that says our tests and pick one that you like. And the most of our tests are roughly about $50 a piece. Okay. Um, if you want the full, complete fatty acid profile with you know twenty-five different fatty acids, that's a little more expensive. But the um, the basic omega three index test, the vitamin D test, mm-hmm. uh, our mother's milk omega three test, our prenatal test for moms who are pregnant, mm-hmm. are all roughly fifty bucks. Nice. Well, we actually uh, have a special coupon code that we were kindly given by. Oh. Becky at your office. And uh, so when you uh, go to omegaquant.com and you click on and order any one of those tests that you want to do in the coupon code, put in Evolve Wellness, and that will actually get you an additional 10% off any of those tests. When they do get the test, what's the turnaround time typically to get results back to them? Um, We usually say three to five days after receiving it in the lab. Oh, that's fast. That's really fast. Oh, it's not, it's not bad. Definitely a week um, from receipt for sure. I can uh, substantiate that because I'm looking at my test right now. It said the collection date was on three, one and the result date was on three, six. So yes, five days later, there we go. Five days. Okay. Cool stuff, man. Well, um, I really appreciate your time here today. Um, I think we covered a lot of really good baseline stuff and kind of dove into some secondary things. And, uh, I hope everybody understands the importance now of omega-3 fatty acids as far as their diet as well as supplementation levels and then ways that you can self-quantify this very easily at home and have results back after they get it within five days and then, you know, implement, uh, these strategies into your diet and, and supplemental program and then get another test for 50 bucks and reassess it and, you know, see, you know, I always say, if you can't measure something, then how do you know if what you're doing is helpful or not? So, um, right. these self-quantification yeah, exactly. tests are really, really awesome and cool and, and super easy and super cost-effective. So Dr. Harris, appreciate your time. And, uh, Thank maybe Jensen, we look forward to having it you, very uh, much. look to have you maybe back on the show in a, a future, uh, episode to talk more about stuff like this. Anytime. Enjoyed it. Thank All you. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. 
Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed uh, another awesome episode here today. Uh, we'll get this up in a few days. Uh, remember to go to omegaquant.com, uh, put in Evolve Wellness to get your 10% off, and uh, we'll be sending out some more information to talk about some show notes and things that we discussed here today. So we'll see you next time on another episode of the Evolve Wellness Experience. Take care. Take care.